Did you see them? Did you see them? Alabama. What did I tell you guys? What did I tell you guys? I told you it wasn't even going to be close. I told you it wasn't even going to be a close game. Ohio State, as much respect as I have for them, I knew it was not going to be close. They had no chance. They had no chance. I told Monday off camera that, you know, Alabama, and I think I mentioned it on the podcast, that Alabama has, you know, a whole team, pretty much of first-rounders. How do you go up against that? They said, you know, they're one of the best teams of college football history. It's hard to argue with that. So, my Steelers did lose, but Alabama has won the championship. Let's go. Uh, So, I'm in a better mood today uh, than I was, you know, yesterday when my Steelers, unfortunately, took a loss to the Browns. But, you know, that's in the past now. Uh, Alabama has won, and we're going to be talking about that. Um... We are actually going to be starting off the day talking about it, but I saw a top five uh, draft prospect list, and Devontae Smith, uh, oh, by the way, Monday will not be here today. Again, um, not sure when he's going to come back. He's still not feeling well, so um, yeah, it's just me today again. Uh, so first question, should the Jets draft Devontae Smith at number two? Uh I'm I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna say yeah, uh, because Devonte Smith at one point in the game last night had more yards than the entire Ohio State team. That is how special this kid is. This kid is extremely special. He can he can run. He can catch. He can do it all. Right. He's he's one of the best receivers coming into the draft this year. One of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in college football right now. Especially because he has a quarterback that can throw him the football very well. So, uh, and when you look at the Jets, they already have somewhat of a decent quarterback. And not an all-elite quarterback, but they have a decent quarterback in Sam Darnold, right? So, uh, you got to look at that and be like, okay, this team, if Sam Darnold can actually improve, then uh, you just need a good receiver. You need somebody that can catch the ball because... You know, no team can go, like, you know, no, I'm not saying the Jets can go far, but no team can really, you know, cooperate without a receiver, a decent receiver. Adding Devontae Smith to that uh, roster would actually be very good for the Jets. This is a team that pretty much had no wins and all, all of a sudden started trying in the last two games of the season. But I think that uh, the Jets should go for Devontae Smith. I think it'll be a very good idea. Because Trevor Lawrence is a lock at number one, we we, we gotta take that into account. Trevor Lawrence is a lock at number one, and number and then the rest is up for grabs. We don't know Justin Fields, kid from Alabama, where he's gonna go. So, uh, the that quarterback position is up for grabs. The Jets, if they can, you know, work Sam Darnold, if they if he can put the work in, Sam Darnold becomes you know a pretty decent quarterback, even though he is right now. I feel like he would be better elsewhere, like a place like, I don't know, the Steelers maybe. But uh, if he can improve and then adding Devontae Smith to that, I think that'll actually be a, <clears throat> excuse me, a pretty good young duo. And they can actually work something out there. And I'm not saying that they can make the playoffs because it's the Jets. And they've been disappointing. The last time they won a Super Bowl was 1974 like, or something like that. So a uh, very, very long time ago. But... Uh, 
I think that the Jets should try and target Devontae Smith and try and get him on the New York Jets team because, like I mentioned, Sam Darnold, he's a good, he's decent quarterback. You don't, I mean, he could be a backup quarterback for like I don't know, like a Justin Fields or something. But I think adding Sam Darnold and uh, you know Devontae Smith uh, is actually a very good duo. So. I I would go with it. If I'm the Jets, I'm going with that. Devontae Smith, uh draft him at number two. That that's my personal opinion. I know a lot of people I've heard have different opinions on that, but my opinion is that they should uh, actually go ahead and draft Devontae Smith. Um so staying on the topic of college football, did the outcome of Alabama and Ohio State surprise you? No, it did not. It did not surprise me at all. I'm actually wearing red for Alabama today, and I didn't even realize it. So, um, but no, this did not surprise me at all because uh, I knew what was going to happen. Ohio State, like I've mentioned countless times, I even in the video that I posted last night, that uh, Ohio State is a good team. I respect their team, but it's just the fact that Alabama has such an overpowered team. They're talking about them being one of the best college football teams in history. They are pretty much the 2017 Warriors in college football. So that is how good this team is. I knew that this team wasn't... I knew that Ohio State wasn't even going to come close to Alabama. I knew they were going to get points on the board. But I knew it wasn't going to be enough because Alabama has first round prospects on both ends of the field the offense defense special teams their whole team is pretty much a first round draft uh, first round draft so uh taking all that into account i knew this wasn't going to be close at all i knew that alabama was going to completely blow out uh, ohio state ohio state did not even score a touchdown in the second half they scored 24 points in the first half, which is, you know, a lot. But when you're going up against a team like Alabama, who scored 52, then uh, it's 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 not comparable. It's not comparable at all. Mudeep is the one who picked Ohio State. I know he likes to go for the underdogs, uh, like he, how he picked the Browns against the Steelers. But it was just not a smart idea. If he bet money on this, he would have lost a lot of money because... Not a lot of people I know went for Ohio State. I think Monday was the only one who I know went for Ohio State. So this outcome did not surprise me at all. And I knew it wasn't going to be close either. I knew this was going to be a blowout. I knew Alabama was going to completely, you know, take over the game and completely blow Ohio State out of the water. And uh, it was not even going to be close. So I called it. I know some people thought it was going to be at least a little close. But I, I didn't think so. Alabama is, you know, my favorite college football team. I'm happy they won. So, but I, I knew this wasn't going to be close at all. Um, so, Doug Peterson got fired from the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I, it sucks that Mundeep's not here because he's the one who said that Doug Peterson should be fired. So, the question is, should he have been fired? And I'm going to say no. Because I, w I have been saying no to Mundeep for quite a while. I know at one point in time, I did say that he should be fired. But at that time, I didn't take into account that he's been a head coach for about five years or four years. Sorry, He's only missed the playoffs once, which is this year. And he's made the playoffs all the other times. And plus, he's coming off, you know, just three years ago, he came off of a Super Bowl win with this team. So I think firing... 
firing Doug Peterson was not the right move. I think you could have given him one more chance because this was a bad season. There's no doubt about that. The Eagles had a terrible, horrific season. Um, Carson Wentz had a bad season. We know that. And Doug Peterson, he's a good play caller. He, I think he still deserves to be a coach in the NFL. And I, I know not a, not like people are saying that, but they, they are saying that he doesn't deserve to be head coach of the Eagles, which I disagree with. I think that his relationship with Carson Wentz is, you know, is tight. And they had that bond there. And that's why, you know, the Eagles won the championship in 2017. It's the offensive line of the Eagles. Now, a lot of people are not mentioning this now. But they were before, and I'm still going to mention it. It was that offensive line of the Eagles that is terrible that allowed Carson Wentz to get sacked so much. I get it, but what, but what can uh, what can Doug Peterson do? He can't do much with, with an offensive line that can't protect their quarterback. So it's it wasn't entirely Doug Peterson's fault. It wasn't entire, entirely Carson Wentz's fault. It was a team effort, and the team you know did bad this season. Uh, you know, Deshaun Jackson couldn't stay healthy, and Carson Wentz is coming off a concussion. So, what did you expect to happen? The I mean, I mean, obviously we didn't expect this bad of a season, but the guy's coming off of a concussion, and you know they're coming off of a you know playoff, a little playoff run. So, I think Doug Peterson should have had at least one more year, one more chance to prove that he can still lead this team at least to the playoffs. But and so I think that. Firing him was completely the wrong move, and I don't think that they should have done that. I don't think so. It, it was. It wasn't. I don't think it was right. I think they completely used Doug Peterson these past years, and I can't imagine how Doug Peterson feels right now. Uh, Doug Peterson probably feels terrible right now because he's given his all. He's sacrificed his time and everything to be with this team. He sacrificed everything to you know win that Super Bowl in 2017. And that, that's what they wanted to do. That's what the Eagles wanted to do. And for the first time in franchise history, they wanted to win a Super Bowl. Who was the head coach at that time? Right, it was Doug Peterson. He is a tremendous play caller. We all know that. So I think firing him right now after his first season of not making the playoffs in the past three years, I think is, I think is inexcusable. And I think that he should have gotten one more chance. Um. So yeah, that that's how I feel about the Eagles situation right now. Uh, so staying on the topic of quarterbacks, the Patriots. So Cam Newton hasn't had a good season either. So should the Patriots get a new quarterback? I'm going to say, yeah, they need a new quarterback. Uh, Cam Newton's time in the NFL is coming close to an end. I, he's not the same player that he used to be back in 2016. And I get it. He, he's coming off of a grueling injury. I get it. But he's just not the same Cam Newton. And I think he knows that, even though he's trying to prove that he is the same Cam Newton. I just don't see him going back to it, you know, because 2016 Cam Newton, like Monday would say, it was, a diff was a different breed. And, you know, he was an MVP candidate then. I don't see Cam Newton with the amount of competition. I'm not saying there was any competition there uh, back in 2016, even because, you know, it's only a five-year difference. But... The amount of company you take in the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Patrick Mahomes, the Stephon Diggs, the uh, you know Derrick Henrys, you take in all those guys. I don't think Cam Newton has it in him anymore. And as much respect as I have for the guy, I have the guy's jersey for crying out loud, right? But 
when you take all that into account, he's getting older, he's not getting younger. I just don't think that he can be this a starting quarterback anymore. I maybe a backup quarterback and it you know pains me to say that, but a backup quarterback would be an ideal position for Cam Newton right now and to lead, you know, a young team that a young quarterback that's starting so he can have that, you know, veteran, you know, next to him. But uh, as for him staying in New England, I don't think it, it should happen. I think Cam Newton should leave, and I think he should consider retirement in the next couple of years, one or two years. So, yeah, I think the Patriots, they need to go in full rebuilding mode. They need to find themselves a new quarterback. I don't know who, but they need to find them a quarterback that is actually going to do work for them because that is not Cam Newton right now. He, is, he just can't go back to his old self. I just don't see it happening. Uh, especially because that injury he had, as more, as healthy as he looks right now, I just don't think he can go back to an MVP candidate season. Because like I mentioned, the amount of competition that's in the NFL, Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Stephon Diggs, all of these guys are, you know, high amount competition. I don't see Cam Newton going up to that level again, ex especially because Cam Newton has never been an efficient thrower of the football. He's always relied on his athleticism, his running ability, and all of that. He was a Lamar Jackson type player, but he can't do that anymore. He's a lot slower now. Um, you know, he's still in tremendous shape, but he's a lot slower now, He and he can't throw the football. So when you combine those two, I just don't think that... Um, Cam Newton can become an elite quarterback anymore, and his time in New England is finished. So, yeah, I, I think the New England Patriots need to go out and find themselves a new quarterback. Uh, so, you know, you guys know how I feel about this team, the Cowboys. So, Dan Quinn is the new uh, defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. So, is this a good hire for the Cowboys? I mean, it's okay. I mean, I, I don't see anything happening with it. I, I Dan Quinn's a, a great defensive coordinator. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he was a part of, you know, one of, the, if not the dumbest plays in the modern era of the National Football League uh, because there were six Atlanta Falcons surrounding the bat, uh, not the basketball, the football, and none of them knew the rule. It was an onside kick, and they treated it like it was a punt, for crying out loud. So, but... Even though they have a new and smarter defensive coordinator because Mike McCarthy, let's be honest, went out and just went scrapping and he found some scraps from a defensive coordinator that, you know, rarely knew what he was doing. So this is a pretty good hire, but whoever goes to Dallas automatically degrades. We've seen it in the past. It's not just my bias uh, towards the Cowboys. It actually happens. Whoever goes to the Dallas Cowboys becomes worse. They don't get better. So my point is Dan Quinn, he's a great defensive coordinator. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't change the fact on who's playing defense for the Cowboys. They can have smarter plays, smarter, you know, positioning. But the Cowboys for the last pat the past seven weeks in the NFL ha have given up over 30 points. They gave up 41 to the Washington football team on Thanksgiving. <laughs> 41. 41 on Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness. You know, you you were just you were literally giving them, and you know, Washington football team. I don't think I don't even think they said thanks, but who who wants to say thanks to the Cowboys anyway? But you gave up forty one on Thanksgiving, and you get you gave up um a lot to other teams as well, the Cardinals, all these teams. You gave up so many points to. So unless you're changing the players that are playing defense for you, 
it's not really going to matter because it's the ones executing the plays. I get it. You can have a phenomenal coach, but if you have a player that cannot execute the plays properly, then your team is going to be no good. It's not going to do you any good if you have a tremendous coach, but a terrible player that can't execute the plays. So Dan Quinn is a, is a pretty good hire. I'm not saying it's going to be like it's a tremendous hire. I'm just saying that whoever goes to Dallas doesn't get better. They get worse. So I think that it's it's still going to be a problem in Dallas. Their defense is still going to be a problem and I don't think that you know this this changes anything. I maybe the play calling is a little better on the defensive end, but and in terms of executing defensive plays, you know, man coverage, blitz coverage, whatever they're doing, the Cowboys are still going to suck. They're still going to suck no matter what. And that's just how what the Cowboys are. The Cowboys just suck and we know they're a disappointing franchise. So uh, this doesn't change anything. It's an okay hire, but I don't think it's going to do anything for the Cowboys. Um, so where should Justin Fields rank in the dra- in the NFL draft? <sighs> I mean, he should rank top three. He should. So Justin Fields, even though he he lost last night to Alabama, I get it. Like Alabama, I expected them to beat Ohio State. But this kid is tough. This kid took a hit to the ribs. And, you know, for my football players, you guys know when you get hit in the ribs by a guy that's running full speed. And, you know, the guy got called for targeting for that, which I I found completely blasphemous. But when you get hit in the ribs, it doesn't feel good. This kid kept playing. He kept playing and won them the game. Not, Not only did he keep playing, he won them the game and still played amazing. He was making throws. He was still running with the football through all that pain. He played last night and I know he wasn't a hundred percent. I know he's he was like he wasn't 100% at all. He was still hurt 100%. So um I know I kind of flipped that around, but he was hurt. We all know he was still hurt because taking a shot like that, you're not going to recover in the next week. You're just not. So and that's another reason I expected Ohio State not to even be close with them because you need a healthy quarterback. But Justin Fields, the way this kid plays, he's a stud. He's a bona fide stud. He should rank top three in the draft. And, you know, he should. I think he's going to go. I, I did say that the Jets could pick up Devontae Smith, a wide receiver. But if they don't, then they're obviously probably going to pick up Justin Fields because I think he is the second best I mean, you could argue with the Alabama quarterback and Justin Fields, but in all seriousness, I think Justin Fields could go second and then Alabama goes third and then, you know, Devontae Smith. But I think in the end, I think the Jets should pick up Devontae Smith. But Justin Fields should rank top three in the draft. He should because he's he's a stud. The guy can play and he's a tough kid. He is a tough kid and I'm so excited to see this guy play in the NFL. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence, Devontae Smith, all of these guys. I'm so excited to see them play in the NFL. So I think that he should rank top three. He should be drafted top three. If not, at least maximum top five. Max top five. So top three to top five is where he should rank in the draft. Um, so this was actually not something I was going to add, but I found it kind of interesting because this is something that Ethan talked about when he, uh, hosted, uh, the podcast. He said he was talking about this fight as well. So Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. 
Conor McGregor came out and said today that he's going to finish Poirier inside of 60 seconds, which means not even a minute is going to hit in the first round and he's going to finish Dustin Poirier. Now, my thoughts on this, do I think it's actually going to happen? It it depends. I, I get it that Conor McGregor has knocked this guy out in the first round before, but he's a changed fighter. This guy, Dustin Poirier is a changed fighter. He can grapple, and we've seen Conor McGregor struggle with grapplers before. Chad Mendes, if Chad Mendes didn't stand up with Conor McGregor, Chad Mendes probably would have won that fight. We saw him fight Khabib. Khabib is probably the best grappler in UFC history. There, there's no getting around that. Khabib was one of the, if not the best grappler. So we've seen him struggle with grapplers. So if Dustin Poirier can take this fight, like Ethan said, if he can take this fight to the later rounds, I think that Poirier has a bigger chance at winning. I'm not saying that he will, but he has a bigger chance at winning. So McGregor saying that he's going to knock him out inside of 60 seconds, that is his best chance. His best chance is in the first, I think they're fighting five rounds. They're, his best chance is to knock him out in the first or second round. Past that, Dustin Poirier has an advantage because this is a guy whose cardio is amazing. And this is a guy who's a, he's tough. He's tough. Even though McGregor's beat him in the first round before, like I said, this guy's a changed fighter. He has gotten better. So I'm very excited. This fight is, I know it's only January, but this fight could be one of the most exciting fights in for this year. So uh, McGregor's best chance at finishing this is, what exa is exactly what he said. McGregor, when he says something like this, he usually backs it up. But I wouldn't be surprised if he can't back it up because McGregor... The last time he fought, um, I get it, he won, but we've seen him struggle against grapplers, like I've mentioned. We've seen him struggle. So, if Dustin Poirier grapples with Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor's de takedown defense is actually really good. Uh, don't get me wrong. His takedown defense is better than I expected. But, if Dustin Poirier can take this to the later rounds and grapple with Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor's chances at winning this fight completely decreases. So, uh, Ethan mentioned this. I'm going to say Conor McGregor wins this fight, but in the first or second round. He's going to win in the first or second round. And if not, I say Conor can still win by decision, but only if he stands up with him. Because Conor McGregor is one of, if not the best striker in MMA. We all know that. So, if he can still stand up with Dustin Poirier, I think he can win this by decision. But his best chance is knocking him out in the first or second round. Um, yeah, two, two, three, one to three rounds. If it goes past that, then Poirier has more of an advantage. Um, Alright, so last question of the day. Um... Should the Colts go for after Carson Wentz? Uh, yeah, they should. Because Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, his time is over. It, let, let's be honest. His time in Philadelphia is over. It, Doug Peterson is gone. He, had, he doesn't have a good offensive line. He doesn't have receivers to throw to. He has a terrible defense that can't even back him up. So he should want out of Philadelphia at this point. Because the guy that he was so close with in Doug Peterson... Is gone now. He was fired, which I completely disagree with. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, he's gone now, and Carson Wentz should be want to be want out as well. That's exactly what's happening with you know not exactly, but with James Harden. 
everyone, you know, left him because they couldn't win there. So he should want out. He should request a trade. And I think the Colts should would actually be a very good pickup for him because the Colts right now had an actual chance to go into the second round, but obviously they got beat. But if they add Carson Wentz, they can, and Carson Wentz gets better, you know, slowly progresses, then I think that the Colts and Carson Wentz can actually get along because the Colts, they have a pretty good defense. They have, well, uh, a better defense than the Eagles. They have, he, he's going to have receivers that he can throw to. He's going to have a solid running game. So the Colts are an all-around decent team. Now, I'm not going to say a, you know, a tremendous team or a good team. They're a decent team. And I think Carson Wentz went surrounded about, uh, around that. I think that it'll be actually, it'll be good for him. And I think that he can actually go back to not an MVP candidate season. Well, maybe he can because the guy's still 28 years old, 27, 28 years old. So who knows what he can do. He's still in the prime of his career. But I think going to the Colts would be the best decision for him. And obviously there's other teams that he can go to, but I think the Colts would be actually a good fit for him. Um, So yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the day. Mundeep's not here again. He's not feeling well. I'm not sure when he will be back. I know I said he should be back today, but that's, that's why I didn't promise anything. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, let me know if you disagreed with anything I said. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Uh, I usually post it onto YouTube when it's like uh, under an hour. So if you missed it, then you know you wouldn't be watching it right now. But if you missed it, it's on my IGTV, it's on my Facebook, and it's on my YouTube. So and soon we we should be going on Spotify. We should be going Spotify later this year. Uh, we gotta figure that out later uh, in the year. But anyway, we'll see you guys here tomorrow, or I'll see you tomorrow. Maybe <laughs> I'm not sure if Monday will be back, but I'll see you here tomorrow for sure, 4 p.m. Eastern, and I'm out.